What's up, Bottom Nation? I'm leaving it in. Do not cut, Alex. Do not cut. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. I don't have any tour dates until August. I'm taking a few weeks off to work on my solo show, uh, which is available on the Patreon. It's really, really important to me, and I'm taking the time away, and I'm I'm counting on y'all. Go and donate a dollar at patreon.com slash WHGS. We have four bonus episodes a month. We have live streams, all kinds of stuff, cameos, yada, yada, yada. Uh, this week on the pod, from the Netflix streaming service, we have one of the stars of The Ultimatum. Ray from The Ultimatum is on the pod today. Oh, my God. I love talking to her. She is such a kind, sweet person. We spilled the whole episode really revolves around The Ultimatum, revolves around Fingergate. It is so much fun. And then Ray came to Sunday School and uh, my New York City Weekly show, and uh, um, we hung out a little bit. She's She is lovely. I absolutely adored working with her, and I think you're going to love this episode and get some of your questions answered. Some of the big Ultimatum questions answered. All right, guys, and uh, the theater tour, all the tickets, I think for like maybe, except for maybe three or four cities are out. So go to ashleygavin.com and go and uh, get your ticket. And for the four or five not on there, just get on the text alert. Maybe, Maybe I'll be texting you in the next few days about your tickets dropping. Okay, thank you guys. Thank you so much for supporting me. I have a lot to talk about in terms of like my health and and my upcoming life plans. Nothing crazy. Don't get nervous, but it's just really nice um, that you guys continue to support my work and look after me and send me nice things, um, in the DMS and stuff like that. Uh, I really can't say how grateful I am, uh, for you enough. I'm so grateful. Okay. Enjoy the episode. Listener, this episode is brought to you by Helix, my absolute favorite mattress. I am getting the best sleep of my life on a Helix and you can too. If you go over and take their little quiz Their two-minute quiz is going to match you with the perfect mattress for you, and you'll be sleeping like a baby in no time. And right now, Helix is offering 25% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash gaysex and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey, I'm Ray from The Ultimatum. I forgot what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing. I'm just going to sit here and wait for you guys to ask me questions. I cannot remember what you said earlier. <laughs> oh, but. yeah, you're good. I, no, I posted so effectively that the guest it said, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very thankful I took a gummy. I took a gummy prior because I'm like trying to ease off and get the get the juices going. It's going to be either that or I'm going to have a mad anxiety attack in 20 fucking minutes. So we'll see. It's a, <laughs> it's a hit or miss. It's a hit or miss. Either way, we're in for a treat. What I was going to say is you look stunning. Did you, what is going on? Thank you so much. I had an audition before this, so I like had to put on makeup. (laughs) I thought it was Ray. I thought it was Ray. I didn't even put on on makeup for this. (laughs) I usually don't. Well, then you look stunning. Um, Oh, thank you. What was the audition? Are you allowed to say what it was for? No. Acting, but I can't say what it's for. Is it? A, does it feel big? Does it feel like a game changer, Brie? <laughs> is this gonna? You're like, is this gonna change your life? Well, the, I'm um, laughing because yeah. nothing, nothing. Oh, really? How'd you feel about it? How, how'd you feel about the audition? <laughs> I'm invested. This is not about me anymore. It's about you. <laughs> I feel like it went pretty well. I was excited about it, but I mean, they all feel big. It's like you never know. Self taper in the room. Self taper in the room. It's all, almost all self-tape right now. Yeah, nothing is nothing goes into... Ray, you're a software engineer, which is what I used to do, correct? Yes. Oh, same. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, yeah, it couldn't be more different than that. It is so no. incredibly different. I was going to say, this is the first time I've, like, I've said two words today, like since my job started this morning. I haven't had like a single <laughs> conversation. I've just been staring at code. I used to like tell bits in my meetings and... I just, it was so depressing to tell bits like to an all software engineer audience in my <laughs> meetings. I needed to get the fuck out of there. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> Although I will say the skills, the skills have been really, I was writing code yesterday, actually. It's been super helpful for like my, like I have a text alert. 
I have a text alert. Get on my text alert. I'll text you when I perform in your city. <laughs> I have a text alert, and I built all the like the code for that myself, basically. Wait, that's sick. Wait, how long have you been doing it? Um, comedy. No, coding, like software, being a software engineer before. Ash just constantly bringing everything back to, can we talk about my comedy now? (laughs) (laughs) You've been talking about your coding for 10 minutes. You're like, oh, about my stand-up? Ray's like, no, you're fucking coding. I spent at least, first of all, we've been on for four, Brie, you drama queen. (laughs) Second of all, I spent at least two of those four um, asking you about your audition today. That was really nice. And you said that I looked really nice, which is really sweet. Like we're off to like, I feel like a little, I'm like, what's going on today? This is an interesting start. Maybe you look a little slightly femur without the tight, tight bun. I think that's what it is. I think I'm like giving you really like femme energy and it's like, I don't know. I feel a different sort of energy between us today. Are you like STEM? Yeah, usually. What what are the new words we're using for like the in between? Like my friends and I are talking about it. I feel like the younger kids are using different words. I heard of a word butch lately and i never, I never I do that not yeah. like footch i don't either it sounds like a foot or something i don't know it does sound it sounds like a masculine <laughs> lesbian foot is what it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like all. you're wearing birkenstocks and you have um nail polish on <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny though Stupid. because when i audition it's like almost always obviously for like I don't know if that's obviously, but it's almost always for a more feminine presenting person. So I'm like, okay, I got to put on my femme face today. It's so funny. You're both of you actually are femme enough. Well, well, Ray, you're interesting, and I'm I'm curious to like hear how you discuss. There's so, oh my god, there's so many things I want to get into on this episode. We're in the apartment. We're having gay sex. <laughs> Ray, I notice you don't use your last name on anything. So should I just not say it? No, you can use my last name. Okay, um, and it's uh, Chung Sutton, right? Also, I All forgot right. what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing. I'm just going to sit here and wait for you guys to ask me questions. I yes, we will. what you said earlier. Oh, we, yeah, you're good. It's, a no, co- you're good. it's actually, we'll leave this in. It's a conversational podcast. So I've, I've hosted so effectively that the guest it said, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, so I'm clearly killing it right now. It's real. Here, clickbait, clickbait. It's real. It's raw with rain from the ultimatum. And then put in, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like that's, that's the clickbait for this. Perfect. Done. Perfect. <laughs> but um, wait, I forget what we were. I'm on. I'm a we're in right the now, apartment. We're having gay we're sex. We're having gay sex. We're having gay <laughs> sex with Ray Chung Sutton today. You know her from the ultimatum. Just probably one of the most well-known queer people in the world right now. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. It is actually like knowing what I know about software engineers and like who I You remind me a lot of like the people that I studied like uh cs with at college like i feel <laughs> i thought you meant the people that you studied like you studied people like, I, right? yeah like who is she studying here i'm like where is she so, going with this someone would someone called me an anthropologist by watching so much reality <laughs> tv um but in my studies of you no i i i feel like i know a little bit about you from what I know from studying cs and then also like watching the ultimatum of course we don't know you but we see like a little bit of your personality and how you got into that situation, like how you even ended up on reality TV is like, you, it's so bizarre to me because you are like the one, I'm like, one of these girls is not like the other. Yes. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, like, did you not see it? I was every episode, I'm like, am I, what am I doing here? Why am I here? How did I end up here? It was, it's, it was a mess. Uh, are, um, and thank you for being here. We we usually um, we do intros, which I never do on time, but let's just do them today. And I usually I come up with a with a fun little pun or rhyme or something for Bree. I have been slacking and overworked on the, and so I haven't had time for these rhymes. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna try and try and improvise one. Bree lives in Canada, and that is often the source that I use if you have any thoughts on Canada just off the top of your head at any moment you can throw them out there because obviously again I'm not doing my job but we're in the apartment we're having gay sex I'm Ashley Gavin cis gay white woman she her pronouns thanks for being here guys donate to the Patreon we couldn't do this on ads alone there are three different people working on this podcast in addition to me and the post you can uh, host not posts you can donate at <laughs> patreon.com slash WHGS, and there's a dollar option. 
There's a live stream. There's bonus episodes. It's so, so, so much fun over there. And we read your stories, which is really, really fun. And then, as always, the chancellor to keep me, chancellor of cancellor to keep me from getting canceled. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. Keep going. Keep Mother, going. Motherfucker. What the, <laughs> I always say that one right. What the fuck am I going to say today? Reindeer, snow, Vancouver, maple, maple. You're getting there. Uh, you should be more inspired because you just came to Vancouver. I know I should. It's 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 beautiful. It's green. It's lush. <laughs> Much like Bree's pussy. Give it up for Brian. <laughs> Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. I'm Brian Williams. <laughs> I'm a lesbian. Right now, I do actually have a bush going, like a full bush. So, like, you know what? It hit home. I, I feel that. Is it, um, is it green? It's not green. That's the one thing that didn't quite, you know, hit the nail on the head. But, you know, a quick box die might be able to get there. <laughs> I'll do that for you next um, time. Uh, she, her, lesbian. I think that's it. And then, Ray, anything that you want the listener at home to know about you? We We usually do, like, pronouns and stuff like that but it's just like whatever you're introducing yourself hey i'm ray from the ultimatum she her that's all i got for y'all that's all i got right, right now <laughs> well thank, <laughs> thank you for being here did i mention this podcast is conversational so you you, yes, you did right <laughs> good and i'm very I'm thankful glad. i took a gummy i took a gummy primer because i'm like trying to ease off and get the get the juices going it's gonna be either that or i'm gonna have a mad anxiety attack in 20 fucking minutes so we'll see it's a it's a hit or miss, a hit or miss. either way we're in for a treat yeah right when we go into your section i mean i guess i i, I have to ask you i and feel free to not answer the ones you don't want to answer or cannot answer because we'll just cut that out and i i do mm-hmm. feel like i have to ask how the fuck did the initial conversation with yes. Lexi go that Thank you because Lexi had a little bit of a platform going on prior and I think was probably more comfortable with the on-camera life uh-huh. you know what I'm saying not to not to say anything negative it's just it's just sort of a fact you know what I mean whereas you yeah, are yeah. literally you're like doing python you know <laughs> beep bop boop boop you know do you write in python what are you writing <laughs> uh javascript um, but oh, okay, Lexi cool. actually didn't start OF before like the show came up to her. I think they messaged her on Instagram or something. Oh. And I was in the process of starting changing my career. So I'm like in school, like, you know, beep bopping on my computer. And she says, Hey, like this company reached out to me. Like, what do you think about this? And I said, No, like I'm not doing that. I'm crazy. You know me. <laughs> I'm reserved. Like I- I need to feel safe before I can be vulnerable. Like, no. And it was just a lot of that. And then I said, okay. And, you know, here we are. What was the, what was the, (laughs) and you're so happy about it. We're so thrilled. (laughs) Um, What was the thing that you finally, I'm sorry to say it this way, but finally caved? Yeah. Like what got Um, you convinced? I think there was a conversation about compromise and I think because she was so ahead of me in every step of our relationship and like wanted to be in a relationship saying I love you you know like all of the things why yeah. is the hand on the face like that I'm scared I'm fucking like giving the tea no, or something no like, this no, is you're not it's it's just like can you imagine like you don't do the dishes enough so we have to be on reality tv that's yeah. the only compromise that we can make. You can... Like, Listen, did y'all try live... couples therapy first? Like, what? That, that <laughs> feels like... Probably should have been the first start. Um, but yeah, anyways, we had that conversation about compromise. And I think I just got to a point where I was like, all right, fuck it. Like, this will at least give me an answer, like a yes or a no. And that's true. I have my answer. So, you know, I and have my answer. it's a once right. in a lifetime opportunity. And I'm sure, also, yeah. do they cover the therapy for post-show or is that something you have to do out of pocket? Yeah, no, during show, they covered um, a certain amount of sessions. After show, same sessions. And like, I had a meeting oh. with some of the producers and That's I good. cried during the meeting because I was still like a little fucked up from everything. Like, you know, still emotional, right? Yeah. And they were like, reached out to me via email. We're going to give you eight more sessions. I hope you're doing okay. And I'm like, give me the sessions. Give me the sessions. Oh my God. Yeah. Take all the free therapy. Yeah, they definitely been paying for. Oh, um, I was, I was joking, but I'm very glad to hear that they're yeah. covering therapy because it's an intense, 
it's a really intense yeah. process. And especially the lesbian version, I feel like, uh, as yeah. a, you know, as a viewer at home, I'm really glad to have it happening. But also it feels like, it feels like we exposed like, like a wound <laughs> to the world. Like it, 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 not all of you guys, but it, it feels like, oh, we really showed the world what homophobia does to people. <laughs> yeah, we're all a little fucked up. <laughs> I would, look, I don't want to sound problematic, but like, I think if you, av if you took averages of people's experience, you're going to find mm. that on average, queer people, and I hope this becomes less and less and less, but queer people have been probably through more traumatic events with their family not accepting them, and that can lead to, you know, being on reality TV and having a meltdown. <laughs> but, like, that's what's cool. I think also when we talk about there was the compromise part, but then there was also the part that, you know, I grew up not having a lot of shit to see right now. We fell in, like, mm. Glee. Yes. Um, Shay Mitchell. Like, those are usually, like, my go-tos. And yeah. I felt like I have a chance to be a part of something that's bigger than myself. And now, like you said, exposing the world to what a queer relationship looks like, even though mm -hmm. it's a fucking hot mess. Like, yeah, we have hot messes. You have hot messes. Like, maybe exactly. a little different. But just, like, that exposure, I think, is really cool. I forgot a lot of really yeah. great messages about, like, just... Being, see, having people be able to relate to like our stories. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it I was kind of fun watching because it was like, I, I love reality television. I'm a reality TV, like junkie. I watch it all the time. I'm such a fan. I loved you on the show, Ray. I thought you were great. Um, and very likable. You're very, you're a very likable person. So, oh my God. You're so likable. I just wanted to, yeah. honestly, I wanted to protect you. I was like, I need to get in there and get Ray out of this situation. That, that's I was you knew you knew I didn't want to be there. Yeah, you knew. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, going through it and like that year after, it, it was tough. I, I resented it. I regretted it. But I think I'm at a, such a good place now with my growth yeah. and like how I feel about the whole process in general. Mm -hmm. um, I just feel so fucking good now. That's I, so I can't good. say that. I can't say that I felt that way like a year ago. But right now, I feel really happy with how everything turned out. You know, that's the thing a lot of people forget is you film it and then it's like you have to wait so long. So it's like this impending doom of release. It was a year and a half of me being anxious about how I was going to be perceived because I thought oh like, my I, I thought God. I was going to get everyone in my DMs being like, you fucking cheater. Like, you right. uh, like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, you're thinking like the worst things and like that anxiety was a lot. And then I finally we filmed the reunion um, and before you film the reunion, you watch every episode like you have to binge it the night before. So I'm like, you have to watch them all in one day. Oh, <laughs> so I'm like fast forwarding, trying to get through it. Cause at this point it's like 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, I need to go to bed. I have the reunion tomorrow. So I fast forwarding. I'm like, okay, a huge feeling of relief. Just having seen it, which now is yeah. so funny. I watch it a second time and I'm seeing it through a different lens. Cause obviously Lexi and I were together during the reunion and now we're not. So it's just been, Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's just been a lot. It has been a long time, a long time ago though. So a lot of us are different. Hopefully. Listener, are you listening to our Patreon exclusive, You're Having Gay Sex? Well, here's a sneak peek of what you missed last week. Back to the car and, as we absolutely should have foreseen, somebody had gone through the bins on the, on the back of the car. As we were unpacking in our new place, we realized exactly what was missing from those bins. Uh, in among the blankets and shitty shoes had been a small box taped shut and labeled goodies. <laughs> Four thief. You might as well labeled it for a criminal looking for something of value. Dear Neil, take this box. <laughs> So it turns out the bungee cords weren't the only straps that had been messed with. Oh. oh! There are four bonus episodes a month of this series, You're Having Gay Sex, on our Patreon at the $10 tier, and then two at the $5 tier. Patreon.com slash WHGS. Well, if you care about what I think, um, and there's really no reason you should, um, I am just one person in the comment section. But uh, I thought what happened with Vanessa, look, 
I have friends who do reality TV. Hannah Burner is one of my closest friends. Like, they did her dirty with her edit. So, like, I don't want to say that that is, you know, definitively who she is. Although, the point is, I didn't think you did anything wrong because you guys weren't in a relationship anymore. That's the the entire premise of the show. That's, like, mm-hmm. the one thing. So, it's, like, very hard for me especially I'm in an open relationship. So I was watching this and I was like, the rules are clear. Like she's dating someone else. So you're broken up. You're broken up. So like, and all you did was catch some finger. Like that's not (laughs) the end of the, (laughs) it wasn't like a steamy love affair. At least you didn't say finger, finger gate. If I have to hear the word finger gate one more fucking time. Are you traumatized by the word finger in general? Because oh my I would God, be. Oh God, Jesus Christ. It's never <laughs> ending. I'm not even getting to the whole like, what is lesbian sex thing? I think whatever you think is lesbian sex is sex. It's not the mouth versus finger thing. I'm just saying like, it didn't seem like a passionate like hookup. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like there was romance and a deep emotional mm-hmm. connection. It was like, quite literally, you caught some finger and, and <laughs> for like a minute. Uh, the video and audio they play with like the moment isn't like actually from that night what Um, are you allowed to say that i have no idea but they're gonna look at this right (laughs) and they're not coming for me they're gonna come for you so (laughs) (laughs) oh really Um. (laughs) as you're like great okay so wait the audio while while we think it while we think it's okay the audio that they placed over where you're like oh yeah that feels good that wasn't that night no, we had filmed something else where, like, she, I, I had period cramps, and she was, like, giving me little back tickles. Like, like they used that, and the video you see of us getting in bed, also a different night. So what happened was wow. At, uh, in the room, there's, like, a GoPro, there's a camera, and there's, like, this big-ass light for lighting. Huge. Like, a huge-ass rectangle of light. And it was bedtime. Yeah. They leave, and this fucking light is on. There's no switch. I don't know how to turn it off. So I, like, message someone. I say, hey, is it okay if I unplug this? I need to go to bed. Like, can I unplug this? So every night I was unplugging this thing on the wall that had this light on it. But thank God you have eight more therapy sessions. You were constantly (laughs) living in pure light 24 seven, but don't worry. We threw in a few extra. (laughs) They tossed you a handful of therapy sessions. You're good. (laughs) Um, Anyways, I was unplugging this light. So I don't know. They didn't have night film of us for like a week, I guess, or however long it was. Um, Good for you. And that's why there's no actual footage, which, cause I saw every, like, you know, you see Yoli and Mal, you see yeah. Xander and Vanessa, like you see bits of that. And that's why you don't see any of that with us. Cause uh, got it. I was unplugging that's the camera. So basically. lucky. Good for you. Because I always, when they do those night footage things, I mean like call me a prude over here clutching my pearls, but I'm like, we could have cut this like 30 seconds ago. Like give us the insinuation. Like I don't actually need to watch. I feel like a fucking creep. Like, watching it like i'm like going like this while watching it i disagree mike the bed better um more camera (laughs) angles no i want extended cuts on their patreon i'm with brie on this one i don't want to see it yeah i don't want to see it i'll get on your only fans if i want to see it yeah give me the like bachelor bachelorette vibes where they like just like close the door and we all get what happened you know like i don't need like this like night vision cam with like the poor yeah. dog shaking on the bed like it was it was, <laughs> it was a lot to witness <laughs> well wait, i i kind of have i guess i guess we'll flip the order today or we'll just do a full hour of ultimatum but i think a lot of people i'm sure the number one thing you get is why Vanessa, like, mm. how could you guys be buds? Like, I'm sure you get a fair amount of that. Do you feel like since you went into this sort of with a hesitant mindset and probably like a lot of walls up, I imagine that in a way, well, this is like kind of twofold and one is more cutting than the other, but I imagine it's like you, not towards you, towards Vanessa. You are an angel and perfect in every way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, again, and I, I, a disclaimer, I will immediately apologize if Vanessa does the episode and I will fully glorify <laughs> her and I'll say all this about you. Okay, anyway, <laughs> I'm messing around. Um, but I will glorify her. I will never say mean things about you. 
Um, the <laughs> I've lost what the question is. I can't even imagine how Ray feels on the gummy right now. Uh, Ray, Ray is Ray is fully. Ray is fully PTSDing and feels like, well, this is where the host should have asked some more hard-hitting questions, I think, and why it would have been a better host, Netflix. But I I think that because We're waiting. you had a little bit Okay, I'm going. I I feel like you probably had a wall up. And in a way, like Vanessa's almost like a like a choice that almost guarantees you're not gonna like develop nothing is gonna happen here. You know what I'm saying? No. Wait, why would nothing happen if I'm with the person that is like, let's get this party started? Okay, Ray, let's ask let's ask this question. Why do you think Fuck you, you were... I can rephrase my question? <laughs> let's let's ask let, Ray, why this is my this is my audition. You had your chance, Ash. Now here's my audition I, I as not... the host. Okay, fine, fine. What drew you to Vanessa to choose her as your Too temporary open-ended. wife? Too open-ended. She's going to give a, like, a fucking soft answer here. You Okay, you answer this first, and then I'm going to rephrase my question. Oh, God, I'm scared. Um, I think, like you said, I have a wall up, and I – it wasn't even looking for a partner who's going to fit me. It was more I, – I think I needed a different reflection of myself because I'm so, like, kind of uptight and, like, not free, and I think she just had this, like, woo, free nature, very unapologetic, and I love that, and I usually have that in a partner – like Lex right. is also unapologetically herself. So I just, mm-hmm. I'm drawn to that kind of energy. And um, that's really why I chose her. And also based on like the 10 people out of all the people who right. I like would see in a room, like it, that would probably be my first like head, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's legitimately a small pool, but I think what you're saying, like it, it's not a choice out of like attraction or desire or like building a relationship. It's a choice out of like, I have these 10 people who is going to match my current mood in this situation that I can like kind of get, you know what I mean? Who am I, who am I going to get the most from out of this experience? Whether it's a relationship, figuring out something about myself, figuring out something about my relationship. And the other person I was dating on the final day of dating was Mal. So like Lexi and I were basically going for the same people. Yeah. That's so interesting to me that there's the both of you that are both interested in, yeah, the same two people that both, yeah, are like complete opposites from the viewer perspective. Yeah, there's so many different nuances, I think, from this versus a straight version too, because right with a straight version, I'm only dating your partner. But here, you're dating your part, you're th- the person and their partner. So it's like fucked. It's extra fucked. This- That's so true, because everyone has the potential to be with everybody. This show is built for lesbians. Like this show is like literally, they made it for straight people, but the show is actually the perfect format specifically <laughs> for women loving women like that. I don't know if it, any lesbian is going to volunteer after watching what we just went through to do it. I know you want to be the host, but I don't know <laughs> if anyone's going to line up for this. Did you, do you typically go for femur people? Yes, I do. I've only dated two women and both have been femme. Okay. Oh, so are you, are you like recently, I guess you were dating Lexi for four years. So, but that had to have been like kind yeah. of new after your, coming out i came out i came out in like 2016 oh okay yeah 2016 yeah okay so my senior year of college or something okay okay i've got to go back to something this has been on my mind i can't get it off hold on i'm really stressed about this i ray i apologize i need to ask this question because we talked about you getting fingers (laughs) and the reaction (laughs) what the people really want that was a fucking setup can you give a demonstration, Ray? We're going to need an actual. Oh my God. <laughs> this is important to me because we saw Was you. Was it inside take... or outside? <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, Jesus Christ. So bad. For me, it would be outside. Um, okay. What I need to know from you is how you felt about how much heat you took because we saw you feel very guilty. But to me as a viewer, I was watching you have your little thing with Vanessa. To me, it seemed like very clear that you were broken up. You did what you did, whatever. Um, And then I was watching the scenes between Mal and Lexi that to me felt way more connected than any sort of physical intimacy. So if it were me and I was watching like two, like two versions of my partner, like one's Ray and the things you experience with Vanessa and one's Lexi and the things that Lexi experienced with Mal, I think I'd be more inclined to feel some type of way about Lexi and Mal's connection. 
but there, you didn't seem to give Lexi any heat there. So I was, I'm curious how you felt about how you. Because Ray is like, an angel. Yeah. Ray is a good person. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know how you feel about that. Um. While you think about that, hmm. Bree, I'm gonna fucking kill you. You are coming for my job. You prepped for this. You like wrote questions in advance. Okay, I've got a lot going on. Okay, and I just want to clarify for everyone watching me. Like, wow, Bree is really out hosting Ashley here. Who's got the jokes? Who's got the fucking jokes? All right. She heard you were gonna be the next alt alt host, and she's trying to climb in. She's trying to get in first that's, place there right now. That's Maybe what I'm we saying. Can, like, be a duo host. Oh my god, I would fucking love that. <laughs> what was that? I can't remember the question. Um, oh, that's my fault. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just think there's a friendship there. Like maybe it looks like right. there was like an I don't know what emotional like the emotional cheating versus like physical cheating, whatever yeah. that differentiation is, whatever you think is like heavier, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just knew there was a friendship there. And like, I had also dated Mal, dated Mal, right? Like I love Mal. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see anything that I thought was like, <gasps> I so also think that I didn't, I didn't care. That could come down to the edit as well, because like we're seeing these intimate moments between them because they're mm-hmm. trying to build a story and create drama. And Oh my God, could there possibly be a proposal here? Whereas from Ray's perspective, but it you might guys have got looked- that, but you guys felt that way when you watched them together. Yeah. I didn't. It felt more friendship to me. Okay, so then, yeah, there's half the people that think that way. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm surprised. I see comments about it, and I'm like, dang, people really thought they were, like, falling? It's almost like one of us is, one of us is more perceptive than the other one, <laughs> maybe is more qualified for a hosting job at Netflix. Okay, well, maybe it was all their fucking dinners where they were talking about wanting to spend their lives together. Like, I don't understand. Like, they went to dinner with Lexi's parents and were talking about how they could for sure see themselves. You, and Lexi's parents are under- like, "It doesn't this seem a little quick? You've only been with this person. And they're like, no, we can see each other as life partners. La, la, that's la. The topic, that's the topic of the show. Like, they're going to be fed sort of we want you to address these things can you bring this up can you bring that up can you discuss these they're being prompted okay. they're not they're not sitting down with the parents being like we need to tell you that we are life partners <laughs> no if they weren't felt fed anything they'd be at table <laughs> at the table unprepared the way i'm talking talking about catching a finger <laughs> the, <and> then, <laughs> Well, this is what I'm this is what I'm trying to clear up because people are going to be listening that watch the show. And I think I've seen the comments. I've made posts about the ultimatum. And I think there's like a big perception out there that Mal and Lexi had a romantic converse, like romantic bond that felt more intense than what Ray experienced with Vanessa. So I was interested to see. I think it's friendship. Okay. well, Ray, what do you think? (laughs) Friendship. Okay. (laughs) Definitely friendship. I mean, I, even to this day, like they're they're really good friends. So, like family. Here, here's a hard hitting question, Ray. I'm so enjoying this rapport that we've set up between the th- us competing over interviewing you. I think if it's really finger, fun. If finger comes up in this fucking sentence, I'm gonna turn my camera off. No. Well, actually, how was her technique? <laughs> oh my god, this is Pass. awful. Pass. Okay, next. You're in, you're in host number two now, right now. You're host number two. <laughs> yes. So. yes. Keep it coming. Well, Keep it coming. <laughs> are, would you consider yourself a Vanessa apologist? Sometimes when we get to know mm. somebody, we see them three-dimensionally. We understand why the way they are the way they are. Do you see Vanessa, Vanessa as having gl- grown and like mo- move towards like some higher path here? Or do you decline yeah. and plead the fifth? Um, I don't know if I spoke to her enough post reunion to like know her as a human today, but the person who was there a year and a half ago, she had also, the reason why I think a lot of the cast had a hard time with her is because she had said some things off camera, which she kind of alluded to. There's off camera? Uh, when she talks in the reunion about like using humor, I think she had made some jokes to people that kind of didn't sit right. So there was a lot of people who like, Uh uh-huh weren't fucking with it and for me i felt and still feel again i don't know who she is today as a human but you have to give someone the space after they learn a lesson like this right like people are eating her up in the dms and stuff right i know and i wouldn't i wouldn't wish wish that on anybody like that is it is it makes you so anxious to read 
negative commentary about yourself, even when yeah. it's trivial. Like I, I've never gone through like something she's going through, but it, it hurts so much. Yeah. I can't imagine what she went through or is still going through right now. So I think for me, yes, she said some things that weren't like the best or just weren't nice, but sometimes you have to remember how people grew up and like the people that they're surrounded by. And now that they've learned like, oh shit, I can't do that. Maybe you give them the chance to change. Big Papa. Big Papa. Maybe you give them the chance to change. And then from there you can make your new judgment. So am right. I an apologist? No, I think she was who she was on the show, but I hope that she has gotten to a place now that mm -hmm. she has made some different choices. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very nice answer, Ray. Listener, spring has sprung, love is in the air, and that means you need your Helix mattress. You don't want to bring a girl home and have her crawl into your bed and feel like shit the next day, and then she takes it out on you and never sees you again. Help your boothang get a good night's sleep on a Helix mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash gay sex, take the two-minute mattress quiz, and you'll find out which mattress is best for you. And it's no stress. You get 100 nights to try it, and there's a 10 to 15-year warranty. So don't sweat this decision. But I know you're going to love it because you don't have to take my word for it. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash gay sex and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Did you ever talk to Lexi's grandpa post-show about what <laughs> happened with Vanessa? <laughs> Need to, oh my god i need an, i need another gummy this was such like a bit you know this was such a big point like point of contention that grandpa was gonna have to have a conversation so fucking much every time i see a comment about it jen is my girlfriend and we i mean we were dying i mean both of us were like oh maybe don't actually maybe that doesn't <laughs> have to happen at all maybe there's maybe grandpa doesn't need to know yeah maybe <laughs> yeah Maybe you just warn your family the show w won't be a fun watch for you. So maybe don't watch it. That would have been great. I would have really liked that one. Um, <laughs> her family talks about everything. They are very open. And I didn't grow up in a family like that. Like, we're like, put your emotions down here. Don't talk about anything. And we're getting better. Mm -hmm. We're getting better. But her family, the first time I met them, we were at a graduation dinner. And I remember after the dinner, I called my sister. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't have to say a single word. I just sat there and they just, <laughs> I, they, I just listened and it was great. Um, but that's just how her family is. They talk about absolutely everything, which, you know, sucks for me sometimes. But it is what it so, is. So grandpa did have a conversation post-show. Not with me. <laughs> Not with me. Did you talk about grandpa? Did you talk with grandpa about any other fingering that was happening? Or was this the only <laughs> finger that he needed to know because it sounded like this was an important almost a family tradition now that i'm hearing you say this yep 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 and the finger and the finger quota has been hit okay we've, we're at finger quota thank you so much okay. 10 um but well, 10, no more i'm just kidding you can it's it's, it's it's actually okay so i guess a lot of people are you're single now right yes i am single and you are very cute ray oh thank you where are you living these days? I'm in Orange County. I'm going to move to LA in July. Awesome. Oh, nice. Awesome. Okay. So I have a question. I have a question for you, Ray, because I watched the reunion. And in the reunion, obviously, now we're finding out that that was definitely not present day reunion. So that was still like, how many months ago was that? January. Yeah. January. So we filmed so in November of 2021. Uh, the show finished. And then January this year we filmed the reunion wow so i'm wondering because in the reunion it was like okay lexi's mom's making plans for the wedding like you leave the reunion and what goes down that's what i was gonna ask as well by the way <laughs> um i've given everyone almost the same answer for this i think we 
there was still stuff coming up from the show that we're struggling with and Lexi's lifestyle also really changed. So our, you know, we were on the same path for five years and we started to just become different people. And, you know, that's expected in a relationship, right? Like everyone changes and you either want to grow, grow with someone and change with someone, or you say, you know what, I think we're going down different paths. And that's what we said. Yeah. And we said, bye-bye. Good luck. Um, it was good. It was a good five years. It was a good run. Um, I, I will not make a joke about what it might, what might have been coming up again post show. <laughs> I will not make that joke and I am not making that joke right now for the record. We have reached our quota, so I will not make it. Um, but I, I, uh, I think what's interesting about that is like Lexi seems like a different person to, to me than the person that I saw on the show in um, mm. just her online presence. Uh, maybe not. Maybe I'm totally r- wrong. She certainly, like, dresses a little different than than she did. Um, but I will say, you guys are young. Like, mm-hmm. I think it should be illegal for people to get married before they're 30. Because <laughs> those, especially queer people, those years are so important to figuring out who you are. And now that I know a little bit about you, I know a little bit about Lexi, I'm like, they're, they, these guys are just so different. Like, fundamentally, yeah. not, not everybody, everyone, you know, Jen's more introverted than I am. Um, you know, I know uh, Bree, um, uh, your partner doesn't love the social media stuff, you know? But those aren't, mm-hmm. like, core differences, which it feels like yeah. there might have, the way you guys grew, like, that might have changed pretty dramatically yeah and in terms of being young i will also say that uh a lot of us come out later in life so we don't have the traditional dating in high school right we start dating yes. when we're in college or like after college even and yeah i think we are her and i were the youngest couple there which was surprising to me usually on these like dating shows the bachelor i see people who are 22 and i'm like what the fuck are you doing there right? like, can you imagine being engaged at 22 like uh, my friends are 28 30 have kids and i'm like I can't even imagine that. So, and they're all complaining. They're like, "I haven't found my person yet," and you're like, "You're 22 yeah. years old. What do you mean you haven't yeah, yeah, found yeah. your person yet?" It's like <laughs> you, because you're not out. You're not your fully developed self, and you're not doing yeah. the dating that you would do earlier in life. And this is to say, and I mean this categorically, gay people are immature across the board, and we need more time. <laughs> <laughs> Del- that's delayed adolescence gay people experience but it but it we're not immature but it is actually very difficult to make up for that lost time and figure out who we are and so you know i i don't think people should get married till they're 30 for that exact reason you just don't really know who you are yet great i'm on the right track <laughs> <laughs> well i'm 35 and i i only think oh my god do you want to know something embarrassing Yes. Absolutely. I went to a psychic today. Oh, that's not embarrassing. I went to a psychic in December. It was amazing. Was it amazing? What did they say to you? So much stuff. I've been checking it off as we go. Really? Right? That was the same with my experience. I went, I got my tea leaves read and they did this whole thing and everything they since has happened. Um, this person was really keyed into a lot of things in my past. And he also said to me, he was like, you're, you know, going to have a really successful marriage with, with Jen. And he was like, you guys are going to have two kids and you're both going to carry one each. So that was pretty, Whoa. that was pretty cool. And I was, began to Was that weep. a plan for you? That was, that's what I wanted. I just began to weep because I was like, oh my Aww. God, I love my girlfriend so much. Um, but yeah, I just, and I'm 35. It's taken me, I'm getting, I start my egg freezing next week. I pick that back up. <gasps> You're thir- when you're That's queer, your 30s oh are gosh. just, like, so awesome. And when you're straight, you're bogged yeah. down by the man and you're a cog <laughs> in the machine. So <laughs> it's just such a better time. Shout out to, to all the heterosexual listeners out there. We love our heterosexual <laughs> wit- listeners. You cog in this capitalist machine. I hate my wife. Um, oh, my but, gosh. You know... Yeah, he had a lot of really nice things to say. He, I was pretty excited. Why are you embarrassed? Why are you embarrassed to tell us that? Because it's yeah. very woo-woo and like, I, I, Ray, I don't know. I, I, with computer science and everything, I'm like, I'm very, 
science-oriented and data-driven mm. and, like, evidence, and then also I'll pay to see a fancy psychic. <laughs> <laughs> they are fancy, and they're fucking expensive. They're yes. so expensive. And that's where your Patreon dollars are going. So for more of this... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny. i guess i have to i guess i have to be unless brie you have any other hard-hitting questions i think i covered most of i mean i want to know what the jokes were that were set off off can i can't imagine anything wor- for me the fuck off at the table was all i needed to see to to make a firm judgment because I know how these things are edited. Like you said, there's Mm -hmm. so many ways to use audio, splice video, have the person turned around, have the audio come from, you don't see it matched to their mouth. Like there's so many things that you can do, but that, who mouths fuck off at a table, unless this was like blooper footage and it was just not at all connected (laughs) to what was happening. I cannot imagine a scenario where they, they got that footage. Yeah, that was definitely... I didn't see it at the table, but obviously everyone else did. So, yeah, pretty crazy to know that there are, like, 15 cameras on you right now and to do that, so... I think a lot of people watching from speaking to folks can relate to... And why I think so many people are maybe triggered by Vanessa's behavior is (laughs) we've all had a Vanessa almost ruin our lives. Do you know what I mean? Like no, I've, had, I've never had a Vanessa. I think. Well, your Vanessa is Vanessa. Vanessa is oh, your Vanessa. You're right. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> never you're had right. a Vanessa. You were you were fake married to Vanessa for three weeks, Ray. I hate to remind you. I was the first. Yeah, I was the first to have a Vanessa. And it only it only took one digit to almost ruin. It all. I'm sorry. <laughs> to almost ruin it all. Oh Not my even a gosh. Vanessa. Just one one Holy one one hundredth of a Vanessa. Um, I have a question about the show. I need to know from you, what do you think, like, I think undeniably there's probably storylines that you know about that weren't included. Do any of those, like, frustrate you that they weren't included? No, not really. There there is so much context. (laughs) I agree with all the cuts. Thank you. No, I mean, obviously there's so much context that is missing. Uh, you know, I dated Mal, right? That, none of that's shown. We all had all these other relationships and there is so much off-camera stuff that played into some of the reactions you see on camera. Right. Um, and those are, the, those are the good ones, but nothing on camera, I think. I'm like, oh, they should have put that in. You know, nothing juicy. Yeah. A lot of it was off-camera stuff. How much right. is off-camera time? Because I imagine you're going to want in the Bachelor series, which I love, huge fan. I should be the host of that, frankly. I keep it straight. Keep it straight and just throw me in there. I love, I love straight. I mean, like, it's like, I love that show. This is entire um, episode is just Ash pitching to be any host anywhere. I have a gift. Wait, I feel like you, you would be such a good uh, BIP, BIP host. Oh, I would love yeah. to do that. That would be good. Um, what was I saying? Oh, how much off-camera time is there? Because they give the off-camera time to the contestants on The Bachelor to like discuss basically politics and religion is the way that I've interpreted it. <laughs> like sex, politics, and religion. They have that one evening to cram in, hey, yeah. you don't think the election was rigged, do you? Because if you think the election, <laughs> we got to cancel this whole fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, totally. If you think the ele- that, that's like the... That's what it's for. It's finding out whether or not if the guy voted for Trump. And when I say the guy, I mean the guy. So yeah. I, I, I'm curious how much off-camera time you got to actually develop the relationship in ways you didn't feel you could on camera. Yeah. Um, I can't quite remember. I feel like filming was maybe three or four hours a day. Um, and when you're in the house, it's constant, right? Because there's cameras mm-hmm. everywhere. But then there'd be like a certain week... I think the first week of dating, we had no phones, no cameras. It was like way more filming. Um, But for the most part, you had a lot of the day. So long as you were outside of the house, you weren't being filmed. So you'd go on walks. Well, I'm an idiot and I started my new job while filming. So when I I moved in with Lexi, I was working East Coast hours. So I was waking up at 6 a.m., working until 3, filming after, and then talking about all the things we filmed about at night. (laughs) So... It wasn't a lot of time for me personally to like go uh, uh, break everything process. down, if you will. We're, yeah, yeah. You're, you actually are a lovely person. We were literally watching you at one of the most stressful moments of your entire life. 
mm-hmm. both logistically hours wise and just personality fit for this position. And you still like really, yeah. I thought came across yeah. very, very well. So oh, thank you. I, I, I'm surprised by that. I just feel like I was crying all the time. So maybe no. that probably helped. You guys are like this poor girl. This poor <laughs> even if, girl. Even no. if you were, I'd just be like the 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 team gave them too much alcohol. That's what whenever they get emotional like that, I'm like the team's they always cut the taps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listener, one of the best ways to support this podcast is to come see me live, okay? It's a really great way to just support the whole team and everything that we do here. So get on my text list or my email list. It's international, both of them. AshleyGavin.com. Go sign up, and I'll literally text you when I'm in your area. So you don't have to hear all these plugs. You can skip right by them. Don't even worry about your city. Just get on one of those two things and I will let you know, okay? Because there's a lot of cities coming and I just remaking this announcement over and over again. We all think it's annoying. You do, I do. Get on the text list, you piece of shit. Are your DMs blowing up? Yeah, there's a lot. I can't even handle it. I, I'm, I'm almost not even looking at it. I click them and then I leave them. I, I don't know what half of them say. It's almost so fucking overwhelming. I'm more likely to respond to a comment than a DM right now because there's just... Don't respond yeah, to anybody about anything. Don't open up that can of worms. I did that. I was one of those, oh, thank mm-hmm. you. And now it's like, oh my God, why did I yeah. do this? <laughs> I did it for yeah. like the first two days and then I was like, I can't do this. I just can't. And then I, you know, when they go into that other folder and you click accept, like you have to yeah. click yeah. accept to be able to respond. Um, and then they audio call you. They keep audio calling you. And I'm like, yes, you're ruining it. You're ruining it. Why don't you do this? No. Um, have you gotten like flirtatious DMs? Like, hey, I'd love to take you on a date. Yep. When I, when people didn't know I was single, now that I am single, I have a lot of uh, that. Yeah. I can't do that, though. I just can't. I don't think I can meet people like that. I need to meet you in person. And like, I can't do long distance, you know. Mm-hmm. I need an in-person thing because I don't know who you are on the internet. Yeah, that's well, so for fair. Sure. But if you if you if someone cute enough slides in, you might be more inclined to meet them in person. <laughs> You're talking to the wrong person, Ray, because Ash would be all about it. <laughs> should I really? Should I? You you're suggesting to me that I should be responding to these DMs. You're right. No. My wife might be in there right now. <laughs> I don't think respond to them, but I think if you see someone cute. <laughs> why just one cute person the like the cutest person they have to be at the threshold where you're like i'm willing to risk being murdered <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's got that point everyone has that point i will say when i was single um i'm in an open relationship but like uh i don't really check my dms for hookups but when i was single there was an occasion where I did see someone so attractive and then I looked at her profile and I thought, oh, she's interesting. I'll talk with her. And she was so funny in the DMs and it ended um, very poorly. Well, yeah. So there's that. I mean, they're a Just, fan. It's completely different. And also I think that there's like a, there's a weird balance and Ray, I'm sure you're feeling this in a certain I, way. I think that's what fucked me up is, is that they weren't entirely forthcoming about how much of my work they had actually consumed. That, that was well, the, that was the issue. Oh, you had a, like a super fan. You got uh, mixed up with a super fan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, as soon as I was starting to figure that out, I was like, oh, we can't, there was just the power dynamic is not appropriate and we, I can't like move forward. Well, I oh think God, also like scary. if people have seen Ray on this television show already date one is not balanced right because they you know nothing about them and they know all this stuff about you but Brie everyone has seen Ray on this TV there is not a lesbian in America who doesn't know who Ray is Ray is fucked and just has to embrace the situation that she compromised her way into okay so here's the plus I will say is that before if I go into a bar you can't tell if I like you know sometimes straight girls go into a bar and for the most part I present pretty femme so now I don't have to well I was never the person who's going to come up to you in the first place fear of rejection whatever Um, but now at least whoever is looking knows right so that at a minimum is out of the way which I really like this is the femme solution the femme (laughs) solution femme solution (laughs) 
get on a once in a lifetime <laughs> TV. Do you think they'll make it again? Do you think they'll make another queer ultimatum? You think they'll make a, a gay one, like a male version? Oh yeah, I bet you that'll be next. I'm about to sound, what I'm about to say is a reflection of the patriarchy and not a reflection <laughs> of my views, okay? okay? My views do not, I would watch mm. a gay male ultimatum. I would watch that. Do I think America is ready for it? No, I think they're too homophobic because people fetishize and sexualize lesbians. Mm. And, wow, I'm actually doing a great job walking this line. They sexualize <laughs> women, and so they're willing to watch that. But if it's men, mm. I think I think it's just going to scare a lot of like homophobic people. The the other side of homophobia, the non sexual, the yeah. the hateful side, that rather than the sexualization right. and the fetishization, yeah. That was good. But, that, was, that was well said. I feel like a lot of I haven't seen a lot of homophobic comments in at least my stuff. I don't know. I'm almost also, wondering I have a different experience as a more feminine presenting person. So, yeah, but yeah. I personally haven't felt a lot of that. Well, do you think straight are the straights even watching? Are straights watching the show? I don't yeah. know. I can't tell. My sister is so straight and she's watching. She's been like texting me about all the episodes and she never watches the gay shit. And she has been like hooked in. Like, I feel like this is one of the first shows that I've seen a queer version done where it's like breaking through to the straight. breaking out. That's amazing. Yeah. I'll be in some of the DMs and be like, oh, like that girl's actually cute. And then I click on her profile and then she has a husband. So they're <laughs> out there. The, <laughs> the straights are watching yeah. and the wives are watching. Yeah. But maybe they're bi I think some of the wives are bisexual. Oh, I think true. they're they're probably bisexual. Yeah. Do you think that you'd venture out and date someone more masculine having talked to Mal or do you think you're going to stay um femme for femme for lack of a better term? Um I think I will probably stay femme for femme, but I told Mal I was like, you know, I feel like even meeting her and Xander once it once I take time, right? And then there is that emotional connection like maybe but yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm open to it. Yes. But initial attraction is uh, to femmes. Do you think Mal is just drowning in pussy right now? Do you think Mal <laughs> is just absolutely swimming in it? Those dimples, the communication. Absolutely. She is for sure. It, it's coming. It's coming from everywhere right now. Every social media <laughs> platform. She, LinkedIn, I'm sure like she's crushing LinkedIn. It. LinkedIn. They're finding it everywhere. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> Special skills. I won't say it. Um, <laughs> Just say it. Just say it. It's it's fingering. The special skill is... Oh, God. Oh, on LinkedIn. Got it. Bree, did you prepare a story? I feel like we're almost at time. I talked about my psychic and having babies. I mean, Ray, Ray really... Ray really ballooned, like, buoyed this... Really went there. ...this episode, and that never happens with a guest. I don't think I've ever had a guest where I was like, I don't have to do anything. I yeah. <laughs> Because this is so interesting. Like, I'm just so curious about the whole experience because I guess my story is just simply that I'm a fan of reality TV in general. I talk about it all the time on my social media. So it was, like, really fun to get to watch reality TV that didn't suck. Like, I thought it was super entertaining that was also queer. Because sometimes you have the queer versions of things and they're kind of, like, half-assed. The budget's it, not it, there. Yeah. You know what you I know? liked about the show is, like, because I watched the queer version of Are You the One, which I imagine mm -hmm. for some people is more representative of their experience. Now, there were parts right. of this show where I was like, um, you know, you. it's the first time that lesbians have been on TV in this way. So, I mean, you're really pioneers mm. in the space. But when I watched Are You the One, it didn't feel like my story. It didn't feel like it got... Because it was them so desperately trying to make the format of the original show work with queer people, they if you guys watched, it's all pansexual people. Everybody is attracted mm -hmm. to everybody. And mm -hmm. maybe it's that feels more representative to my friends, my listeners who are listening in Bushwick right now. And I love your purple hair and your septum ring. <laughs> and you are such a cutie patootie. And I love that your name is Kiosk. You're killing it. But I, sorry, it's a comedian in me. No, I genuinely do love you. Thank you for listening. But for yeah. me watching this show, I was like, huh, this is actually like listening to 
you talk about, oh, I've like never been into a masked person before. Like those were conversations that I had never really mm-hmm. seen. And like the way that you connected to each other, especially in the beginning with all the dating stuff. And and that was really the first time I ever felt like, oh, this kind of looks like for all the hot mess that happened, it kind of looked a little more real to me than, yeah. than the other stuff that I had seen. I also appreciated that everyone on the show was a little bit older and like had been in relationships for a long time. It wasn't just like, oh, I got here with my partner who I've been dating for a month and I'm 21, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think what was really cool about how it was done is obviously the queer cast, right? But everyone behind the scenes, like almost everyone in production was also queer. So I think that also helped play into the, yeah, like a lot of the producers, cameramen, like it was really, really cool. And everyone, because everyone felt such, so deeply about it being Netflix reality, first queer, like everyone felt so strongly about this being a thing for like the community that we were all so happy to like be vulnerable be a part of it like you know just there was just this feeling on set of being like we're doing something really cool right that now. makes mm-hmm. the straight host choice even more of a wild card to me that is so <laughs> crazy that they had queer producers queer sound guys queer camera women and that they went with this instead straight. of the token gay they had a token straight they were like we're gonna flip this right on it right on its head <laughs> Genuinely, I think they probably struggled to find because the reality is queer representation in Hollywood is very bad. It's really for front facing people, for camera facing people. It is very, very bad. And the ones who are out <laughs> and big mm-hmm. are like too big to do something like this. They're, they're you right. know, like. There's not a lot of like the, the reason it works for Nick Lachey is because Nick Lachey's not working on, on anything right now, and <laughs> that means that they would have had to have peaked. His wife was though. Um, was she? Yeah, they. I think they were supposed to be ours, but um, <gasps> do I have to say this either? Fuck. <laughs> we can just oh, cut it there, then, but yeah, I'm curious it, to know. Yeah. Just yeah. Um. Yeah, she was filming something else, and I think that's why they couldn't do it. Got it. And and honestly, again, this might get cut. We'll 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 go through all this with your person, but like, they can't just have Nick there. That would be a mess to just have some random straight guy who's a great man just hanging out. Yeah, yeah, they can't just have. Well, so who exactly. would you have picked? Who would you have picked if uh, you could have picked a host that is actually you know? Out it would have had to have been a queer person who peaked and has petered off since and is in a position Ooh. that they want to do this. That's a hard person to find because queer people were not peaking in the 90s and early 2000s. They were not in media. So it's very Mm -hmm. hard to figure out who that person would Mm -hmm. have. I don't know. Maybe the kid from not Kevin McHale, but the other kid from Glee. (laughs) Oh, Kurt. The guy that played Kurt. Hey. Chris Chris Hummel. Chris Hummel, right? That could have worked. Or, you know, maybe take a chance on an up and coming comedian. Oh, Jesus. That's all I'm saying. Oh, my God. (laughs) We'll slip them your application. Ray, do you feel like after doing this show that you are interested in doing more media things? Like, I know this wasn't who you were before, but has this, like, opened your mind to more in this industry? Maybe you host. Maybe. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that would be fucking great. Um, Maybe not more reality TV. I I can't. I'm definitely not doing a relationship show anything. No, never again. Um, But in terms of media, I think for me, I made a decision like two years ago to force myself to be uncomfortable, which is like the career change, Mm -hmm. doing the show, um, working on communication, you know, know, just shit like that. Right. So I feel like this, I I filmed like a couple cameos yesterday. Like that is so uncomfortable and I hate doing it, but it it forces me to like do do something that um, makes me uncomfortable. So I think for me, yes, I'm more willing to do stuff like this, but yeah, I'm going to have to take my gummy before or like, you know, <laughs> yeah, do little things that help me like relax because mm-hmm. it is hard. It's different, right? Like this is new for me, at least. Obviously, you guys do this, but for me, this is different. You I think that's why you're so likable, though. Me. Yeah. I, you guys both said something at the same time. I have no idea what I said, I, you said. You're, you're far more polished than I am. Like you, your answers have been really, really good. Like very good. Oh, very you. thoughtful. Um. Yeah, I don't know. And Brie, I don't know what you said. Some garbage. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just said, I think that's part of the reason Ray was so likable because genuinely when you're watching these shows as a, as a viewer, you are kind of like, you're aware of who seems to be there because they're also like fans of reality TV or maybe they've always wanted to be on reality TV. Like as a viewer, you're kind of trying to suss that out and you just seemed like genuinely a fish out of the water in the best way. Like you feel, you felt just like very yourself and genuine. So I think that's why so many people connected to you. It was really fun to have someone on there that was like, what the fuck did I, what the (laughs) fuck did I just walk into? It's, it really is refreshing. I watch it back and like, I can see how uncomfortable I was and remember like what I was thinking when this person said that, but it's just not me to like, I don't, like you said, it's just not me. So when people tell me that, oh, you come off as very genuine and authentic, it was because literally how, I don't know how else I can be anything other than what I currently am. And right. And that was it. And I'm happy it turned out how it turned out. I hope in the future you catch a lot of finger and it's not as oh, dramatic. Yeah, I knew that was coming. I'm sorry. Last, that was it. Well, thank you for being here. Is there anything that you want to plug? Usually people plug things, but you're like, I can't imagine what you, do you need a job? <laughs> oh, wait, I need, I might need an engineer for something. Do you do freelance work? <laughs> I need to focus on my real job because I need to make money, but thank you. We really appreciate your time. Like, this was so cool. I did not think it was good. I was just like, long shot. Let's see. I had an opening. Like, let's just see what happens. And and if you still want to come to the show on Sunday, my weekly show in New York City, that's every Sunday that you can stream for $3 a month on my Patreon.com slash WHGS. Thank you for coming. I love that. Um, thanks for having me. And I will definitely be there on Sunday. And this was so oh, awesome. fun. I'm really glad this all worked out. I didn't, like, anticipate this at all. It was really fun. It was a great episode. Bree, do you have anything you want to plug? I'm going to be in Seattle for Pride doing a meet and greet. So that's on my Instagram at Brianne Williamson everywhere. Link in my bio for my text list. Film's coming soon. That's it. Get on Bree's text list, you piece of shit. And then same with mine. Thanks for listening, guys. This podcast couldn't be made on ads alone. Patreon.com slash WHGS. You can donate as little as a dollar. Patreon.com slash WHGS. AshleyGavin.com for tickets to my tour dates. Uh, Gay thought. I, I started back up getting my eggs frozen, which was something that I started doing right before I started this podcast, um, as I was starting this podcast, and right before the pandemic. And then the pandemic kind of put my whole process on hold and... I'm a little anxious to get back into it, and I went today, and I'm going to talk about this more broadly on an episode, but oh my God, the way I feel as a masculine presenting lesbian and woman walking into the fertility clinic, I fucking love that shit. It is so euphoric for me to walk into that insanely straight space as this guy and just feel like, fuck yeah, dude, knock me up. Knock me up, bitch. (laughs) Get me pregnant. Give me that cum. I love it. I think it's so much fun. I don't know. It's the part of my femininity that I feel most connected to, like the parenting, nurturing. And I know that that dads can be that way too, but, you know, it's more commonly associated women. And I, I feel that nurturing parental warmth inside of me I know that might be shocking to some of you no I'm your mom I, I, I I'm I know I'm like mommy to some of you guys but uh yeah I just loved it and um it was a really great visit I'll have more on that later thank you so much for listening uh you guys are the best I hope you have a spring in your step I hope you've got a twinkle in your eye it's summertime pride go go feel good listener have a great week Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.